The Gospel of John, Introduction and Chapters 1 through 5 from the 20th Century New Testament. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J. A. Carter. www.authenticlight.org. The Twentieth Century New Testament by a company of about twenty scholars. The Gospel of John. Introduction and chapters one through five. Introduction. The Gospel according to St. John. Written at Ephesus at an uncertain date later than 80 A.D. This Gospel appears to embody the doctrine concerning Christ, which was accepted in the Ephesian Church in Asia Minor by the end of the first century. It was not authoritatively attributed to the Apostle John till toward the end of the second century after Christ, but it may safely be ascribed, if not to St. John himself, to some writer brought up in the church of Ephesus, over which that Apostle so long presided. The writer apparently proposed to himself to illustrate the spirit of the gospel of love by such incidents in the life of Jesus as best suited his purpose, at the same time correcting previous gospels and making such additions to them as his information enabled him to do. There is no attempt at a regular connected narrative, and the writer allows himself such freedom in commenting upon the teaching of Jesus that it is not always easy to tell where that teaching ends and the writer's comment begins. It is to the great struggle between light and darkness, death and life, words much in use and much debated in the current philosophy of Ephesus, that the writer devotes his attention, rather than to the external incidents of the story which had already been told, and which is plainly viewed by him from a greater distance of time than is the case with the compilers of the three other Gospels. Chapter 1 In the beginning the Word was, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Through him all things came into being, and nothing came into being apart from him. That which came into being in him was life, and the life was the light of man, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness never overpowered it. There appeared a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness to the light, that through him all men might believe. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness to the light. That was the true light which enlightens every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and through him the world came into being, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, yet his own did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. For not to natural conception, nor to human instincts, nor to will of man did they owe the new life. But to God. And the Word became man and dwelt among us. We saw his glory, the glory of the only Son sent from the Father, full of love and truth. John bears witness to him. He cried aloud, for it was he who spoke. He who is coming after me is now before me, for he was ever first. Out of his fullness we have all received some gift, gift after gift of love. For the law was given through Moses. Love and truth came through Jesus Christ. No man has ever yet seen God. 
God the only Son, who is ever with the Father, he has revealed him. When the Jews sent some priests and Levites to John from Jerusalem to ask, Who are you? His statement was this. He confessed and did not deny it. He confessed, I am not the Christ. What then, they asked, are you Elijah? No, he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Who then are you, they continued. Tell us that we may have some answer to give to those who have sent us. What do you say about yourself? I, he answered, am the voice of one crying aloud in the wilderness, straighten the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. These men had been sent from the Pharisees, and their next question was, Why then do you baptize, if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor yet the prophet? John's answer was, I baptize with water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. He is coming after me, yet I am not worthy even to unfasten his sandal. All this took place at Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was then baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and exclaimed, Here is the Lamb of God, who is to take away the sin of the world. It was of him that I spoke when I said, After me is coming a man who is now before me, for he was ever first. I myself did not know him, but that he may be made known to Israel, I have come, baptizing with water. John also made this statement, I have seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of the heavens, and it remained upon him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water, he said to me, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, he it is who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. This I have seen myself, and I have declared my belief that he is the Son of God. The next day, when John was standing with two of his disciples, he looked at Jesus as he passed and exclaimed, there is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and followed Jesus. But Jesus turned round and saw them following. What are you looking for? he asked. Rabbi, they answered, or as we should say, teacher, where are you staying? Come, and you shall see, he replied. So they went and saw where he was staying, and spent that day with him. It was then about four in the afternoon. One of the two, who heard what John said and followed Jesus, was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, a word which means Christ, or consecrated. Then he brought him to Jesus. Fixing his eyes on him, Jesus said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Kephas, which means Peter, or rock. The following day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida and a fellow townsman of Andrew and Peter. He found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses wrote in the law and of whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, Joseph's son. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? asked Nathanael. Come and see, replied Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said, Here is a true Israelite, in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? asked Nathanael. Even before Philip called you, replied Jesus, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Rabbi, 
Nathanael exclaimed, You are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Do you believe in me, asked Jesus, because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You shall see greater things than those. In truth, I tell you, he added, you shall all see heaven opened, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Chapter 2 Two days after this there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and Jesus' mother was there. Jesus himself, too, with his disciples, was invited to the wedding. And when the wine ran short, his mother said to him, They have no wine left. What do you want with me? answered Jesus. My time has not come yet. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. There were standing there six stone water jars in accordance with the Jewish rule of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the water jars with water. And when they had filled them to the brim, he added, Now take some out and carry it to the master of the feast. The servants did so. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water, which had now become wine, not knowing where it had come from, although the servants who had taken out the water knew, he called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone puts good wine on the table first, and inferior wine afterwards, when his guests have drunk freely. But you have kept back the good wine till now. This, the first sign of his mission, Jesus gave at Cana in Galilee, and by it revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, Jesus went down to Capernaum, he, his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, but they stayed there only a few days. Then, as the Jewish Passover was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts he found people who were selling bullocks, sheep, and pigeons, and the money-changers at their counters. So he made a whip of cords, and drove them all out of the temple courts, and the sheep and bullocks as well. He scattered the money of the money-changers, and overturned their tables, and said to the pigeon-dealers, Take these things away! Do not turn my father's house into a market-house. His disciples remembered that Scripture said, Zeal for thy house will consume me. Upon this the Jews asked Jesus, What sign are you going to show us, since you act in this way? Destroy this temple, was his answer, and I will raise it in three days. This temple, replied the Jews, has been forty-six years in building, and are you going to raise it in three days? But Jesus was speaking of his body as a temple. Afterwards, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the passage of Scripture and the words which Jesus had spoken. While Jesus was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many came to trust in him when they saw the signs of his mission that he was giving. But Jesus did not trust himself to them, since he could read every heart, and because he did not need that others should tell him what men were for he could of himself read what was in men. Chapter 3 Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, who was a leading man among the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one could give such signs as you are giving unless God were with him. In truth I tell you, exclaimed Jesus, unless a man is reborn, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can a man, asked Nicodemus, be born when he is old? Can he be born a second time? In truth, I tell you, answered Jesus, unless a man owes his birth to water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. All that owes its birth to human nature is human, and all that owes its birth to the spirit 
is spiritual. Do not wonder at my telling you that you all need to be reborn. The wind blows where it wills, and you can hear the sound of it, but you do not know whence it comes or where it goes. It is the same with everyone that owes his birth to the Spirit. How can that be? asked Nicodemus. What, you, a teacher of Israel, exclaimed Jesus, and yet you do not understand this? In truth, I tell you, that we speak of what we know and state what we have seen, and yet you do not accept our statements. If, when I tell you earthly things, you do not believe me, how will you believe me when I tell you of heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven except him who descended from heaven, the Son of Man himself. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that every one who believes in him may have immortal life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, that every one who believes in him may not be lost, but have immortal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him escapes condemnation, while he who does not believe in him is already condemned, because he has not believed in the only Son of God. The ground of his condemnation is this, that though the light has come into the world, men preferred the darkness to the light, because their actions were wicked. For he who lives an evil life hates the light, and will not come to it, for fear that his actions should be exposed. But he who acts up to the truth comes to the light, that his actions may be shown to have been done in dependence upon God. After this, Jesus went with his disciples into the country parts of Judea, and there he stayed with them and baptized. John also was baptizing at Aenon near Salim, because there were many streams there, and people were constantly coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been imprisoned. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew on the subject of purification, and the disciples came to John and said, Rabbi, the man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, and to whom you have yourself borne testimony, he also is baptizing, and everybody is going to him. John's answer was, A man can gain nothing but what is given him from heaven. You are yourselves witnesses that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him as a messenger. It is the bridegroom who has the bride, but the bridegroom's friend, who stands by and listens to him, is filled with joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. This joy I have felt to the full. He must become greater, and I less. He who comes from above is above all others, but a child of earth is earthly, and his teaching is earthly too. He who comes from heaven is above all others. He states what he has seen and what he heard, and yet no one accepts his statement. They who did accept his statement attested the fact that God is true. For he whom God sent as his messenger gives us God's own teaching, for God does not limit the gift of the Spirit. The Father loves his Son, and has put everything in his hands. He who believes in the Son has immortal life, while he who rejects the Son will not even see that life, but remains under God's displeasure. Chapter 4 Now, when the Master heard that the Pharisees had been told that he was making and baptizing more disciples than John, though it was not Jesus himself but his disciples who baptized, he left Judea and set out again for Galilee. He had to pass through Samaria, and on his way he came to a Samaritan town called Shechem, near the plot of land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. 
Jacob's spring was there, and Jesus, being tired after his journey, sat down beside the spring just as he was. It was then about midday. A woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me some to drink, for his disciples had gone into the town to buy food. How is it, replied the Samaritan woman, that you who are a Jew ask for water from a Samaritan woman like me? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. If you knew of the gift of God, replied Jesus, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me some water, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. You have no bucket, sir, and the well is deep, she said. Where did you get that living water? Surely you are not greater than our ancestor Abraham, who gave us the well, and used to drink from it himself, and his sons, and his cattle. All who drink of this water, replied Jesus, will be thirsty again. But whoever once drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst any more. But the water that I will give him shall become a spring, welling up within him, a source of immortal life. Give me this water, sir, said the woman, so that I may not be thirsty, nor have to come all the way here to draw water. Go and call your husband, said Jesus, and then come back. I have no husband, answered the woman. You are right in saying I have no husband, replied Jesus, for you have had five husbands, and the man with whom you are now living is not your husband. In saying that, you have spoken the truth. I see, sir, that you are a prophet, exclaimed the woman. It was on this mountain that our ancestors worshipped, and yet you Jews say that the proper place for worship is in Jerusalem. Believe me, replied Jesus, a time is coming when it will be neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem that you will worship the Father. You Samaritans do not know what you worship. We know what we worship, for salvation comes from the Jews. But a time is coming, indeed it is already here, when the true worshippers will worship the Father spiritually and truly. For such are the worshippers that the Father desires. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship spiritually and truly. I know, answered the woman, that the Messiah, who is called the Christ, is coming. When once he has come, he will tell us everything. I am he, Jesus said to her, I who am speaking to you. At this moment his disciples came up and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But none of them asked, What do you want, or why are you talking with her? So the woman, leaving her pitcher, went back to the town and said to the people, Come and see someone who has told me everything that I have done. Can he be the Christ? And the people left the town and went to see Jesus. Meanwhile, the disciples kept saying to him, Take something to eat, Rabbi. I have food to eat, he answered, of which you know nothing. Can anyone have brought him anything to eat? The disciples said to one another. My food, replied Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me, and to complete his work. Do you not say that it still wants four months to harvest? Why, look up, and see how white the fields are for harvest. Already the reaper is receiving wages and gathering in sheaves for immortal life, so that the sower and reaper rejoice together. For here the proverb holds good. One sows, another reaps. I have sent you to reap that on which you have spent no labor. Others have labored, and you have entered upon the results of their labor. Many from that town came to believe in Jesus, Samaritans though they were, on account of the woman's statement, He has told me everything that I have done. And when these Samaritans had come to Jesus, they begged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. 
but far more came to believe in him on account of what he said himself and they said to the woman it is no longer because of what you say that we believe in him for we have heard him ourselves and know that he really is the savior of the world after these two days jesus went on to galilee for he himself declared that a prophet is not honored in his own country when he entered galilee the galileans welcomed him for they had seen all that he did at jerusalem during the festival at which they also had been present so jesus came again to cana in galilee where he had turned the water into wine now there was one of the king's officers whose son was lying ill at capernaum when this man heard that jesus had returned from judea to galilee he went to him and begged him to come down and cure his son for he was at the point of death jesus answered unless you all see signs and wonders you will not believe sir said the officer come down before my child dies and jesus answered go your son is living the man believed what jesus said to him and went and while he was on his way down his servants met him and told him that the child was living so he asked them at what time the boy began to get better it was yesterday about one o'clock they said that the fever left him by this the father knew that it was at the very time when jesus had said to him your son is living and he himself with all his household believed in jesus this was the second occasion on which jesus gave a sign of his mission on coming from judea to galilee chapter five sometime after this there was a jewish festival and jesus went up to jerusalem there is in jerusalem near the sheep gate a bath with five colonnades around it it is called in hebrew bethesda in these colonnades a large number of afflicted people were lying blind lame and crippled one man who was there had been afflicted for thirty-eight years jesus saw the man lying there and finding that he had been in this state a long time said to him do you wish to be cured i have no one sir the afflicted man answered to put me into the bath when there is a troubling of the water and while i am getting to it someone else steps down before me stand up said jesus take up your mat and walk about the man was cured immediately and took up his mat and began to walk about now it was the sabbath so the jews said to the man who had been cured this is the sabbath you must not carry your mat the man who cured me he answered said to me take up your mat and walk about who was it they asked that said to you take up your mat and walk about but the man who had been restored did not know who it was for jesus had moved away because there was a crowd there afterwards jesus found the man in the temple courts and said to him you are cured now do not sin again for fear that something worse may befall you the man went away and told the jews that it was jesus who had cured him and that was why the jews began to persecute jesus because he did things of this kind on the sabbath but jesus replied my father works to this very hour and i work also this made the jews all the more eager to kill him because not only was he doing away with the sabbath but he actually called god his own father putting himself on an equality with god so jesus made this further reply in truth i tell you the son can do nothing of himself he does only what he sees the father doing whatever the father does the son does also for the father loves his son and shows him everything that he is doing and he will show him still greater things so that you will be filled with wonder for just as the father raises the dead and gives them life so also the son gives life to whom he pleases 
the father himself does not judge any man but has entrusted the work of judging entirely to his son so that all men may honor the son just as they honor the father he who does not honor the son fails to honor the father who sent him in truth i tell you that he who listens to my message and believes him who sent me has immortal life and does not come under condemnation but has already passed out of death into life in truth i tell you that a time is coming indeed it is already here when the dead will listen to the voice of the son of god and when those who listen will live for just as the father has inherent life within him so also he is granted to the son to have inherent life within him and because he is the son of man he has also given him authority to act as judge do not wonder at this for the time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and will come out those who have done good rising to life and those who have lived evil lives rising for condemnation i can do nothing of myself i judge as i am taught and the judgment that i give is just because my aim is not to do my own will but the will of him who sent me if i bear testimony to myself my testimony is not trustworthy it is another who bears testimony to me and i know that the testimony which he bears to me is trustworthy you have yourselves sent to john and he has testified to the truth for the testimony which i receive is not from man i am saying this for your salvation he was a lamp that was burning and shining and you were ready to rejoice for a time in his light but the testimony which i have is of greater weight than john's for the work that the father has given me to carry out the work that i am doing is in itself proof that the father has sent me as his messenger the father who has sent me has himself borne testimony to me you have neither listened to his voice nor seen his form and you have not taken his message home to your hearts because you do not believe him whom he sent as his messenger you search the scriptures because you think that you find in them immortal life and though it is those very scriptures that bear testimony to me you refuse to come to me to have life i do not receive honor from men but i know this of you that you have not the love of god in your hearts i have come in my father's name and you do not receive me if another comes in his own name you will receive him how can you believe in me when you receive honor from one another and do not desire the honor which comes from the only god do not think that i shall accuse you to the father your accuser is moses on whom you have been resting your hopes for had you believed moses you would have believed me for it was of me that moses wrote but if you do not believe his writings how will you believe my teaching end of introduction and chapters one through five